friends, my guest today is Joanne Gibson. Joanne is an expert in all things leadership. She's a friend and was a colleague back in 2007. And ever since then, our paths have continued to cross and we've stayed friends. A couple of years ago, Joanne had a podcast with a friend of hers named Sandy. And that podcast is called Reframe Your Life. Joanne and Sandy interviewed me a few years ago. And the link to that episode, if you're interested, is in the show notes. Enjoy our conversation. Hey, Joanne, I'm so happy to see you. How are you doing? I'm good, Maureen. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, so you and I had a chat this morning, a chat before our chat, because <laughs> we had so much unloading to do, right? As we always do when we talk. Of course. Of course. So how long have we known each other? Years? You know what I was just thinking after we chatted for our chat? Um, it was, like, I started that job in 2008. And wasn't H1N1 2009? Yeah. So I must have known you for about a year. Like, it, it, it seems like we should be talking right now because it seems like I kind of met you during that time and we had some collegial experiences. But then after that, um, we were friends rather than colleagues. Like, I didn't have any, any Alberta Health staff at the time, so it was more like colleagues. And I was like, oh, my God, that was around a pandemic time. <laughs> it was. Yeah, so we met... Uh, through work in Calgary. Yeah. I think it's so funny how our lives keep yeah. going like this. Yeah. Right? So we met through our work in Calgary. I think I, as a, an Alberta Health Services manager, was loaning staff to your yep. nonprofit that you yep. were director of. And then, um, then I went back to school and did a master's in leadership at Royal Roads. A year later, you went back to school and did the same program. So I was in second year, you were in first year, and they, yeah. they randomly matched us up as first and second year yeah. buddies, which was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you moved to Cambridge, where I used to live, <laughs> and work in Guelph, where I used to work. Yes. Hilarious. Isn't that funny? And about to move to Guelph, which is a really, it's a fascinating time. Yeah, it it's is. a fascinating time. So it, that, so that is a long time. And, and we just had these, I think our stars have aligned wherever we've been. Yeah. And we can go for months and months and then, put, you know, uh, hook up to where we left off yes. and, and have our check in and go, okay, am I crazy? Are you crazy? Are we all crazy? Well, okay, no, that's good. Validation. Yeah. Check we in. both know that we're both crazy. Yeah. So that's where we start. Yeah. So, and we both have um, a fascination yeah. with all things leadership and growth and development, right? Yeah. So that's where we yeah. really, we really connect for sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, it's a crazy time. One of the questions I have, you, you didn't think that the guests would ask you questions. Go for you? it. <laughs> Go for it. Because you, have... you had a podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. You're yes. new, you know more about this than I do. So go ahead. And I interviewed you on my podcast. You interviewed me. That's right. I was a guest <laughs> on yours. We'll have to find for your show notes. We'll have to find which episode that. Well, I, I, if I was more, um, more with it, I would have actually uh, found that out. But um, no, one of the things that I keep asking myself 
is what is my learning today? Like, what am I learning? What is, and I know there's going to be a huge reflection after, but mm -hmm. yes, for those of you who don't know, I am in healthcare right now and I'm organizational development. So I'm not, I don't, I, you know, I'm not frontline, frontline, but I have, uh, um, I can see what is happening in healthcare. So I'm just kind of like, what am I learning about myself? What am I learning about others? And so I'm like, I bet you, you have got a huge long list of answers. So we don't have to answer it now, but sometime on this call, um, like I just get blown away about what I'm learning about or what pops up and go, oh, yeah, that was really sucky, Joanne. Yeah, what could, what could you do differently next time? Right, well, you like me, like to take this observer role of yourself yes, in situations yes. and you do notice and there's, and you, I think you thrive on it. You thrive on being on a learning curve and noticing things about yourself and reflecting and you have this curiosity about yourself and that's interesting information. What's coming up for you now? And yeah. and that's where, yeah, you, yeah. you do that a yeah. lot. And uh, and so do I, and I love doing that. So yeah, and, yeah, and, like you're right. So when you're like that daily, you're like, oh, what was that? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, what yeah. was that? Yeah. And I love it how your personality, like I'm just fully embracing my per, like I'm fully embracing my preferences right now. You mm -hmm. know, I have a preference for structure. I have a preference for a process. I have a pre preference for traditional and hierarchy too, right? And I can push up against it when I want to and when I don't agree with it. I'm always going to ask questions if it doesn't logically make sense to me. But we know that's all about what logically makes sense to you versus me versus what makes sense to you. Um, but I'm also embracing it because I know I have a lot of skills to offer in this time, especially to my colleagues who are a bit more... Uh, on the intuitive and don't like to be locked down and want to go here, there and everywhere. And, mm -hmm. and this challenging time is more for, okay, like what is the here and now? What can we focus on? We need to have a, 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 an eye on the ball, but we also need to be able to be nimble and make decisions and get some good structures and processes in place. And I think that's been the biggest learning for me in a hospital right now when, when it's like, structure and process is our friend however however we also have to be so nimble about adapting them because this is and I would ask you I mean I'm this is my first rodeo of a pandemic in a healthcare organization mm -hmm. and people are telling me it's not like any other so I think I heard the chief medical officer of Ontario didn't I, um, of Canada say basically you learn how to run a pandemic by chucking everything else that you learned about the previous one out mm -hmm and coming into it with a new lens. So, so it's, I, that's what I find fascinating. Like, how am I okay to shift and be nimble or do I get stuck in, well, this is how it should be. And this is how we always, you know, like it's really mm -hmm. fascinating. Well, and you and I have lots of opinions about how, about <laughs> leadership and what should and shouldn't be done and what's good and what's not and what's bad and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and we see things yeah. and I, I'm curious, how are those things? Well, I, I noticed this myself. How are those things either serving you or not at this time? You know, how are those, how are those opinions, yes. stories, judgments, um, the lens that you're looking through, how are they keeping yeah. you stuck or, yeah. Yeah. you know, are you able to set them aside? And like you say, practice, you, you talked this morning about practicing empathy, yeah. right? So when you're seeing something that is out of line with, you know, the should, Yes. That we all have, right? Shouldn't yeah. be doing that. That shouldn't be happening. We shouldn't be, you know, how are you able to step out of that and say, okay, something must yeah. be going on for that person. I'm going yes. to step into that. You know, I, I can't know their whole story. Um, I can, but I can 
tap into whatever emotion is behind whatever they're expressing and have some some empathy and, and some compassion for them. And then practicing that with yourself as well. Yeah. I am a huge advocate of Brene Brown, as I, um, as you know, and uh, I, um, I, you know, what keeps, and and it's, and I don't think people understand, Maureen, like they think this is magic because you teach it, you get it, or because you (laughs) preach it, you get it. And like I used to say to people in any training, like this, this shit's going on in my head all the, like I'm reminding myself, there's no magic like, oh, now I know it, it's okay. There is a, now I know it, oh, I can kind of be a little bit more self-aware, but I'm constantly saying to myself, it's easy to be outside the arena, Joanne, because I am, I'm outside the arena of a lot of the chaos and the challenges and the decisions that people are having to make. And so it's easy for me to be outside and, and so, um, I uh, have a few trusted colleagues that we get together with and I'm like, okay, I'm in the arena here. I've got my judgment pants on. We like to say that too. (laughs) And sometimes it's just, you know what? I've got my judgment pants on and I need to have them on because I have to vent and download. And then after that, I then say, however, I know that people are doing the best they can. I hope they are doing the best they can. And I know there's a time for feedback and and when there's not a time for feedback. And I think the first two or three weeks of a pandemic is probably not the time. <laughs> hey, I've got some feedback for you. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine? So, and I know some of the leaders will ask me and, 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 uh, and colleagues are asking me too. Yeah. And I'm asking them. And I think I'm doing a lot of, because I'm working now with people who I don't normally work with too, right? Mm -hmm. And so I do a lot of, this is who I am. This is how I like to function. This is how I like to operate. Very open to any feedback, you know, because there's, there's, it's like taking all our OD leadership stuff and doing it in a compressed way, right? The forming, storming and norming has to happen like (laughs) in a day. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because you got to get stuff done and, but you also have to get it. And we have a little motto in the little team that I'm working we, we know we're working under a sense of urgency and emergency, but we are always going to try and do it with thought and intention. So, so even if it's just a, a quick half an hour step back, okay, is there anything we're missing? And then step in. So Well, I think that's brilliant because the alternative to that, because yeah. there are no processes, right? So an emergency situation, is, uh, we all run on process. Yes. Right. I, I was an emergency nurse, right? We had process, right. process, process, and, and process guides your decision. However, we're, there is no process for this, like you said earlier. And, and the alternative to stepping back and saying, okay, so what, what's happening? What do we need to do? You know, being, you know, using your cerebral cortex, the alternative to that is pure emotion. Yep. And that's where the toilet paper hoarding comes in. That's yes. where the, the, the fist fights at the grocery store happen. Like we don't, operating there is not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that you say, you know, we're doing all this. It's an emergency. We, we need to act. And, but we, but we do need to step back. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you're yeah. just making fear-based emotional decisions that are probably not the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and holding myself, cause I want to help like many people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have a tendency to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll run with it. Da-da-da-da. So just trying to go. I'll take it. I'm going to find out some information and then I'll circle back to you. So I go away, take, find out some information, circle back. Here's what I found because 
I mean, I, I, I can only imagine what, like the ministry, the, the, the federal, the provincial, the um, uh, media, like everyone and anyone has got an opinion and something you have to do because it's mandated, some things you don't. Like, so how do you feel? Like, I just, I, it, I can't imagine, even though I can see what's happening, I just cannot even put myself in their shoes because I've had days where I felt like it's come at me and I'm like, so far removed from the actual front line and the actual mm -hmm. life and death decisions around PPE and all that kind of stuff. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more behind the scenes support. So when I have those days, I'm like, shoot, okay. You know, just a reminder, people are doing the best they can. And, um, you know, there, there is a time um, for offering and I'm continually offering support. Um, just, yeah, trying to have empathy. However, you know, there are times where I feel strongly and I know you would too. And I would just say things like, uh, I don't agree. This is the correct course of action. However, if this is what you decide that needs to be happened, then I will do it. At the end of the day, I work for an organization <laughs> who tells me what to do. And I did that at the NHS when I was at the NHS in England as well in, in health promotion. I distinctly remember writing as a young my God, a young 30 something year old writing a letter to the CEO saying, I do not. And it wasn't during pandemic. It wasn't during crisis. Yeah. I fundamentally did not agree with the course of action related to a health promotion for young people. And my public health uh, um, VP uh, was in support of, but couldn't advocate for what we thought. Mm -hmm. So I just felt I needed to have it in writing. <laughs> Cover my ass, I guess it's a challenge, but um, I said, I do not agree with it. And these are the reasons, this is the research. However, at the end of the day, I also work for an organization that is a bureaucracy and will tell me what to do. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so it's interesting to kind of straddle all of these places, but really trying hard, always in my head, because I can be the biggest, I can have the biggest judgment pants on any day in, in the world, in my life, and just trying to go, okay, I don't like it, I don't agree, and then I trust my gut, you know, we talk about head, heart, and gut, right, and I trust, if it's really something that's really getting to me, Maureen, that's when I'll go, I really don't feel like this is the best decision, however, this is, you know, and here's why, I'll always go, why? But also I understand that I don't, I'm not privy to all the information. I don't get to either. know everything. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I have that. to trust that too. And, and I've also said that at teams, like we have to trust that we don't know all the information. So, so it's fascinating because everyone's got an opinion out there, right? Like oh social, man, everyone's got especially an right now. And, and you know what I find myself, you know, I think we've talked about this this morning, but I'll go outside and I'll be doing something. Like I'll be pulling away from the curb in my car to go run an errand, something that is essential. <laughs> I need cream for my coffee. I don't know what it is. And um, I make assumptions. So when people look at me or, you know, don't look at me, I make assumptions about what they must be thinking. Yeah. And then I judge them on that. And it's hard not to react and respond. And, and so, you know, I, I find that going on a lot too, because there is a lot of uh, righteous indignation, yes. Yes. some moral, you know, um, and judging going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I do too. Like I find myself yep. I was driving around yesterday and I'm looking at people and I'm, and I'm driving and I'm thinking, what are you guys doing out? 
you know, <laughs> yeah. Where are, you guys, are you guys on your way to a family Easter dinner? Like you're not supposed to be, you know, but everyone's kind of like checking each other out. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, as, so are you oh, going, man. cause I'm still going out. I'm still thankful that they're saying we're allowed to go out, you know, for our once daily exercise or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and so Ash and I, uh, we, we kind we go for our run or go for, and not every day, but we try and get out especially when it's a nice day I mean, as we're changing into the spring here. Um, but it's funny. I, um, I feel like, and we do, like if we see people coming, we've got the room, right? We'll walk across the road or we'll get on the road because it's hardly any cars these days, yep. but we've got some trails, right? Which makes it a little bit harder, yep. right? Cause the trails are only a certain width and we actually went for a run down and we got to the head of a trail. I looked down and I said, Dash, there's way too many freaking people down there for me. But I have said to Ashley, and actually it was a neighbor who, 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 who did one better. I said, oh, I feel like I want to get a, a, a T-shirt that says I'm a healthcare worker. And then they're like, no, no, no. We all need T-shirts that say I could have COVID-19. Right? Because yeah. that's really what we're You want to get tackled and beat up. That's a great <laughs> shirt to, to right. put on. <laughs> to go out and cough. And then on the <laughs> back, and then on the back, it says, and you could have it too. <laughs> Oh man, don't do it. People are so scared. I think, um, but I, I agree with you. Like, so I'm going outside every day too. And I've, what I've learned about Calgary is that I can't go to the trails. I can't go to the right. That's what we're too yeah. crowded. Yeah. So it's, it's stick to your neighborhood and, yes. you know, between the street and the sidewalk, hopefully you've got enough space or, you know, I've stood back and waited. Like I did go, um, Sam, yes. Sam and I, you know, we, there was a walk, a stairway and I saw somebody coming down and we waited and he yeah. came down and I thought he's going to think we're crazy, but he got to the bottom and he said, thank you. Right. I did that with a bridge. I said, you're welcome. Like, yeah, no problem. We'll wait yeah. one at a time across the, up the stairs and you know, whatever. Um, Isn't funny how we think we're crazy. I couldn't, we couldn't get off the path the other day. So I actually said to Ash, cause I've listened to the you know, the guru of infection control. And I actually said, well, just turn your back to them, right? Because it's about your face. And so I said, so we're standing on the path. We're like turning our back. Hi. Not being rude or anything, but we're just, you know, it's just like, and people are, not, are pretty good. They're like, thank sure. you. But you everybody know. does need to get outside. Fresh air is important. Yes. Vitamin D is important. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's part of your mental and physical health is to get outside and we do have to share learn a new way to share the space um you know when you were talking about everyone's doing the best they can i use this in classrooms all the time when i'm facilitating just to get a a a good debate going because it it, because it always works and the question always is do you believe that everyone's doing the best they can and that always gets people roaring right and and uh you know some people are yes some people are no and and, and what I find is that people, people thought, think that that statement is a free pass to not do well, right? And so people are reluctant to admit that people might be doing the best they can because they, they're not doing as well as they need to be. And so, I, so when I add in, what if I say everyone's doing the best they can and everyone needs to try harder, People yes. go, ah, oh. that yes. the relief in that for everyone. Yeah. They say, okay, that I can accept. And I got that. I stole that uh, from family. I, once I, heard, 
Oh, family connections. I think family I connections program in Ontario. Yeah. Like right. I, I think I've probably said it before. Yeah. Um, so fam- you're, you're in Ontario family. The family connections program is run by sashbear.org and they're from the Toronto area as right, well. Right. And so that's where I stole that. Uh, yeah. I love it. I think, I think it's true and it can be, tr- and it can be different on every given day. What my best is today is might be different than what my best was yesterday. And, and all of that is wrapped up in how well am I looking after myself? If I'm actually looking after myself and and that's not, that's, that's a whole other podcast, right? What does that even mean? But you know, if I'm looking after myself, well, my best today is quite good. Yeah. If I'm not able to look after myself, then my best today might be a, a little bit short of what it was or what the potential for that is. It doesn't mean it's not my best. It just means that's my best today. Today. You know, I love that because I would always go, everyone's doing the best they can, but they should always do better. Yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> Are true. They? Are they really? How do I know they're doing the best they can? But you know, if you're, if you're a Brene Brown fan, you know that you know, one of the things she says, you know, she talks about this in her boundaries uh, yeah. video, her husband said it best, she said. <laughs> You know, I'll never know whether people are doing the best they can or yeah. not. But when I believe that they are, when I choose to believe that they are, I win. Yes. Yeah, I love right? that. It changes yeah, your mindset. Mind. It changes the way that you approach them. It yeah. puts you in the right headspace to approach them with optimism and compassion. And that is what yeah. we're going for, yeah. right? Rather yeah. than a cynicism and a story and, a, you know, Yes. Judgment and assumption and all yeah. the other and, things. And and then I'm right, right? Oh, I like yeah. to I like to be I like to be right. Which is why I have to really stay out of well, stay in the arena. Like yes. if I'm if I'm judging people on, on courage and then I have to be in it too. Um, but it's interesting you said something like it changes depending on what's going on for us. And I um I have worked every day and not not I mean some have been really super long days. And um, I didn't know whether I, I wanted to keep working over the weekend, but I took two full, like I took two full days off and um, didn't look at my emails. And, and for me, it's all about control and, you know, masked by helping. And, but, but it was amazing how I slept better. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had less anxiety. Um, so, and I read, I saw a podcast, uh, sorry, a, a, a webinar when this first kicked off from a respected leader who said, you know, healthcare leaders need to alter their um, a leader as a hero mindset <laughs> because we're in this for a marathon. This not is a not sprint. a sprint, <laughs> as we've heard. And, and I, I'm not like, I wasn't doing it to get, oh my God, you're working on the weekend. I was just, you know, I have stuff to do and literally what else am I going to do, Maureen? Like <laughs> there's nothing else I could be doing. I'm moving house maybe, but so I was like, okay, but I forced myself not to check in and this must sound weird, no. but it was, it was, I was feeling like I was bubbling up like, Oh, what emails are there? Well, mm-hmm. You know, what's come in? Who do I need to help? Blah, blah, blah. But I forced myself to have two days away and um, yeah, feel so much more energized now and uh, so much more ready and willing and being able to show up my best self rather than my, my best self just on that given day. So, so it is fascinating, isn't it? Because I, I imagine, and I'm not even, 
in a position of leadership, if you like. I, I'm, I'm supporting an influential leadership, but I don't have a, a title of leadership. Um, but I know everything I do, I'm, I'm leading, little L leading. So I don't even have people who I'm responsible for. And I was feeling that. So I cannot even imagine how people in positional leadership positions are really toggling this, I really need a break. Yes. Because I know I'm, I'm dying right now. However, I also need to be available for my staff and my department. And we're like, oh, it must be so hard. Because I know how hard it was for me. And oh, yeah. like... Well, and I looked at, so this is, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned Trudeau before and, and the oh, yeah. daily communications and how impressed I am, right? Like we talked about this this morning as well. Even when he doesn't have anything to say or anything new to say, yeah. he still comes on and he says the same, the, the message yeah. is, we're in this together. Yeah. I got your back. You know, we'll we're get trying. through this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, that's excellent. Yeah. Um, and today he's taking the day off and I'm thinking, good for you. And it yeah. doesn't mean that there's no communication. It means that he's got other people communicating today, different things yeah. so that he can have a day off. And I thought, thank God he's taking a day off because he's been yeah. out there every morning, even while yes. his wife was sick, yes. right? uh, you know, uh, communicating because, because he was, he, he was the right person to be delivering the message. Yeah. But today he's taking some time off. And I think- yeah you know, that's, that's not enough one day, every two or three or four weeks, it's not enough. But I think that, um, you're right. It's hard. It, it, it's hard to do sometimes, especially when there's pressure and you know, stuff is going on and you, we, we convince ourselves that if we can, we can just stay on top of it, yeah. everything will be better, but you're never going to get on top of it, first of all, especially, especially during a pandemic. And, um, you get, you can show up better more present yes. to the people who are struggling, especially uh, when, you, when you're looked after. Um, it reminds me back when I was frontline nursing and I had postpartum depression. I had had my fourth baby and I was depressed. And I remember thinking, I think I needed to take an extended leave. Right. The, the maternity leave was six months at that time. I remember thinking, I should probably not go back to work because if I go back to work right now and someone comes in and says to me, my life's really hard, I'm really struggling, I'd be like, oh, you think your life's hard? You know, <laughs> And you know that when you're in that place, you are yeah. not ready <laughs> to be offering, care to, support to be to offering care to other people. <laughs> um, and, and that's where we get to, right? When yeah. Yeah. Just the, the, yeah. The line becomes very, the threshold becomes very, very thin. Yeah. And I think it takes a certain amount of vulnerability and courage to sit in that. Like my girlfriend and I were doing it as a test. Like we were checking in with each other like twice a day. Cause we were both like, I'm like, I'm feeling anxious. So you just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a colleague. Right. And we're like, this is good. Like let's just sit in this discomfort because it okay. was not comfortable. No. Um, and we know it's, it's going to be okay. And then when I finally did turn on my computer and looked at the emails, you know, all disaster hadn't happened. And, you know, mm. so it's, it's fascinating. I hope that people out there who have to be there and present, not just healthcare, but every, you know, supermarkets. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. People have to work. It, yeah, people are everyone's showing up and they don't, this. yeah, like it's hard. Everyone's going through it. Even, even my husband, you know, they're all working from home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're having to make some really challenging decisions at this time, no matter whether, where you work. So um, hopefully 
people are able to take that time out of time and, and have a bit of a break and, and uh, pass things off to other trusted people or whatever it is, because it is a good leadership strategy and reflection. We've always reflection, you know, creating space, um, stepping away. They're all good leadership strategies that actually show strength and courage and vulnerability rather than weakness. Yeah. Um, you know, I have an old story about productivity and self-worth. Huh? Yes. And that gets in my way and I get, and I, and I find myself, so on a day when I am low energy or sad or anxious or um, just tired um, and needing to just, yeah, I get very judgy yeah, um, about myself that I should or shouldn't need this. And I really struggle with it and it gets in my way. And, and what I also find is that my, ju my self judgment is directly proportionate to my judgment of others. So yeah. when I find myself being very judgy with me, I know that I'm also very judgy with other people and vice versa. Do you find that? Oh yeah, I know. And who was it says, yeah, would you, would you talk, talk to a friend like the way you talk to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I, I like, you know, my, you know, the Myers-Briggs, my personality type, I like to be in control. <laughs> right i like to control my life you think i think everybody uh, does i think yeah, yeah, does, yeah. quite frankly yeah we just and have control, a different way of going about it yeah. yeah control is the j right i like to i like to know what's going on and and uh so <laughs> i can yeah and, and i forgot the tangent i was going to go on then um <laughs> judging so when, uh, ourselves when and others I'm, yeah when i'm not let me think um <laughs> yeah no sorry I, Come back to it. I, I forgot the I tangent like, I was going to go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot it. I like to be in control. So I, 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 for the first few weeks, I was like, well, what do you mean I have to cancel my holiday to Costa Rica? <laughs> like, it's going to be yeah. done by Easter, right? Like, no. And then now I just, last week I had my May trip cancelled. And, um, I think where I go in terms of judgment pants, in terms of letting things, that's where I was going in terms of letting things. I'm okay if I'm doing something and mm. I'm in it and I've got a purpose. <laughs> and last week on Thursday, I reached a goal. I'd produced something. I got it out. I felt good. I got the kudos I needed. I got the personal internal kudos I needed. I took a break working from home turn the TV on to watch and have lunch and watch TV, saw the ministers talking, heard something like, this could be six to 12 months. <laughs> and then I went, what the fuck? And then I started crying. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? How can we possibly live like this for that long? So yeah. I find that when I'm doing something and I'm in control of my little world, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. And I feel like I've got control over it. And you're right. People need, you need to have control over something. And then whenever, I don't know about you, Maureen, whenever I stop and go, what does November look like? Oh, yeah. What does the summer look like? It just overwhelms me. Yes. And at the beginning, I was saying, well, this will be done by Easter. This will be done <laughs> by May. And now I'm like, people are laughing at me. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. I just won't say anything anymore. And then I'm super sad. And I want you to... <laughs> I need, I need you to say something. 
Ashley was reading the news in Australia and uh, they've said that they're actually talking about not opening their borders until the end of the year. And at the moment we've got a trip booked for November. So I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> yes. It's just one Please. thing after another that yeah. that's being t- taken away. You know, and I've talked about change and transition in leadership as well. And I think whenever I experience a change and there's an, you know, you're going through that unknown yes. period, you know, I have this, uh, it's not even a conscious thought, but there's a little piece of my brain that says, okay, you're going through the unknown change yeah. period yeah. now. This is the and chaos you don't, bit. <laughs> this is the chaos and you have to get okay with the chaos. But then there's a little voice in here that says, it'll all be over in yeah. three, three weeks. So, <laughs> so you, so I have a little time limit on it so that everything's going to be, I can handle, I've got it three weeks or whatever it is. I have a little, I don't know where that timeline comes from either. I make it up. And then when that turns out to not be true, I have a little meltdown. (laughs) Right. You know what? I think that over and over and over again. And so I think that's what's happening for people. They think, Oh, this is only going to be a day or it's going to be a week or it's going to be three weeks or it's only till the end of June or it's only to the end of May or it's now it's November or September. We all have a date in our head that we're working towards with this unknown and we don't know. No. And, and, and it's hard and it is, there's a loss that comes every time, right? Yes. I think, Um, yeah, that's, that's helped me because William Bridges in his transitions, right? And, and how do you help people get through the change? It's allowing them to see themselves in the new normal. Well, we don't know know what what that is. New normal is. No, but what do you have control over? Right. Changing. Yeah. So we, I just had a, a conversation about this as well. So, you know, what are you, you can't control. We don't know when this is going to be over. Yeah. We don't know what the world is going to look like. We don't know what, you know, are we going to be a culture that wears masks? Are we going to, you know, are certain businesses yeah. going to fail? Are we going to be, you know, not allowed to touch each other again? Or, you know, like what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, but I, but I am learning things about myself yeah. and what works for me in any situation and I get to decide what I carry forward and what I let go Yeah, as things transition and move into a new normal. And, and I get to focus on that. Like I, okay, yeah. so this is kind of cool. And I, and I, I don't know. I, you know, we've talked about this too. You know, my life is, is so good. You know, I, I am minimally impacted. Yeah by what's going on. And so it's very easy for me to say, I'll be fine. Everybody's going to yeah. be just fine. Yeah. You know, like, but you know, there are people out there that are, their, their whole world as they know it is ending. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and we, we're all here to support. Yes. Them. Yeah. yeah. You know, people who are, are really suffering. Um, my message to the world is you're not alone. We're all here to help you. We are in this together. That's where we are in this together. You know, what's mine is yours kind of thing. Like it's time and energy and, and, um, well, that's what I think. What is the, I mean, you must have a keen, you know, you must have had a number of thoughts about this and here's me asking you a question, but that's where my mind goes, certainly on how I can support staff, but I'm thinking about how I can support staff now. Um, but really, you must be thinking bigger picture, like what is going to be our mental health and emotional 
distresses across the world, really, after this. And again, I'm not talking healthcare anymore. I'm just talking about everyone. Like, like the whole world is. Uh, I don't want to sound dramatic, but there's there's not probably not one person in this whole world who's not been impacted in some way. And as you and I have talked about. We're okay. Yeah, I'm, I've still got my job. My husband's still got his job for now. Yeah. We're making preparations for if, if we don't, you know. Um, we didn't get that chop no. uh, one day to the next. So we feel quite lucky where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think what, what is the bigger picture impact and how are we going to support each other through that? Because as you, well, you know, Mental health is probably one of the most underfunded areas of healthcare. We don't know how to deal. We, we, we as a society, I don't think have learned how to process our feelings. Yeah. And so what happens then is people then uh, don't, you know, and so they, they use distractions, right? So, so we, we use other things to take us out of our feelings and we never do deal with them. And that's where we get all these little traumas, right? So I talk, you talked about big L leadership and little L leadership. I heard you refer to that earlier. I talk about big T trauma and little T trauma, Ah. right? So, you know, the big traumas are the things like, you know, I've had a, I've had a motor vehicle accident. I've been to war. I've been abused. I've, um, you know, you know, the big things that we all acknowledge are traumatic events yeah but the little t traumas are all of the all of the feelings that we experience and don't effectively process and we just stuff them down and stuff them down and stuff them down and those things are going to surface and wreak havoc in our relationships with self and others until we 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 deal with them yeah and so so everyone to varying degrees and this is why you know we talked this morning you know so when you know, and I've got, I'm experiencing it, you're experiencing it, I've got other friends who are experiencing it. Even though we don't have big T traumas, what we are having is mm. feelings that are coming up and out. Sometimes I leak from my eyes, you know, yes. like yes. those are feelings that are coming and that's good. This is a yeah. good thing. If you didn't have feelings right now, if you didn't have days where you were feeling low or having a cry or feeling energized or, you know, just, just, and just processing through those. Like, I think, I don't know, one of the big things that I'm learning and hoping that we all learn a little more effectively is how to feel what we're feeling and deal with it and show up for each other in that process. Because I think that's going to be that, like when you talk about worldwide, what's, there's not a person who isn't affected. You're right. There, the, everyone is affected by this and mm. to varying degrees on different days and how, how accepting and how present can we be with ourselves and others through that process? Yeah. Yeah. Let's feel, acknowledge our feelings. Yeah, so I sent a text to my colleague on Thursday afternoon and said, I had a bit of a meltdown this afternoon. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, if you want me to hear you say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, let it happen. Let it yes. come, feel it. You of know? course you right. do. Of course yeah. you're and having a meltdown. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot it's of okay. energy being thrown around right now. Yeah. Like you can feel it when you go outside, you know, yeah. there's, there's tension and anxiety and some of it, yeah. some of it's being generated from within and some of it were, we're taken on from other people and we just, <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Don't I sound so touchy feely right now? Yeah. No, but I think it's awesome. We need to, and we know that from the research and stuff I'm getting. Yeah, it's we do. Like, it's okay to feel the way we feel. And if we can get that emotional vocabulary sorted where we can actually name it, then as you say, we can deal with it. And, and that's part of like what I did on the weekend. I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was, well, I knew I was tired, but I felt okay. I wasn't sleeping, but I would get up in the morning and I'm like, oh, and I wasn't, you know, falling asleep during the day or anything. So I'm still going probably on adrenaline or whatever it was. Um, so I just kept going. I just kept going. Had my little meltdown on Thursday afternoon. And it was then when I was acknowledging that, I'm like, okay, I think I actually need a break. Mm-hmm. I think I actually need a break. And I haven't taken a social media or a news break yet, but I think that might be my next coping strategy. Mm-hmm. I was chatting with a friend about this earlier <laughs> too. Right. You know, that I, this is a perfect time to almost create a bit of a, a retreat space for myself. Yeah. to, 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 because I, I'm really noticing how much I depend on activities and things, media, especially like this or the news or podcasts or audible books or Netflix or prime video. Like I've got everything you can, like, if, if it's a thing, I've got it. Right. (laughs) And, And so, you know, what would happen if I, I'm, I'm definitely going to do this and I'll do it soon, but just shut everything off. Yeah. Yeah. And just My started and just started to notice. Yeah. Right. What she was going write. on. Yeah. And yeah. what would, what would, uh, what would happen there? And I, I'm, I'm almost nervous of it because I, I'm almost scared of what's in here. I'm like, Oh God. What's <laughs> <laughs> what scary monster is going to come out? But I, I, um, I'm so curious about it. I think it would be such an interesting learning and, um, I mean, only good can come of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really want to try it. And so I'm going to try it. I'll keep you posted, but. Oh yeah, do. Cause that's you know, where our biggest, I know you want to ask me something, but that's where our biggest transformations come. Right? Oh Yeah. Like, and, and what and feelings we, are down in there that I've yeah, not dealt with? That you don't want to unpack. Exactly. Oh, oh, a lot. A lot. Because like, we have unpacked certain layers of our onion. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then you stop for a bit and you like sit in it and go, yeah, I'm doing good. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so evolved. You know? Okay. Yeah. But there's a whole, like there's a, another 35 years in there that I haven't yeah. even looked You know, that's all. Probably the most traumatic 35 too. Like, oh my God. But anyway, I'll get there. Um, I'm really, you know, we talked about going with your gut. So uh, this is, this has been an interesting um, concept. Yeah. Um, because I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there. Cause we talked about earlier, you got your flu shot this year, Joanne. Oh Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Do you, me, do you want me to tell you about that? Yeah. So I did hear your previous podcast with, uh, I think it was Aaron. And uh, I'm like, yeah, because I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a data, like I'm a data, I'm an ST. So sensing, give me all the data. I need it to be tangible, real yeah, data. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then T, that's how I process and make my decision, right? Yeah, yeah. So sensing and thinking for people who don't understand that, Myers-Briggs. So it has to be kind of concrete, logical, consequential data. And then I'll make a decision based on that, that information rather than feelings. So um, 
so yeah, my gut and that whole, you know, doesn't mean I have intuition. Of course we do. We have experience. I think if you have experiences, you have a certain level of intuition, you know, at some point. Um, but no, my decision, my decision not to get a flu shot was nothing to do with uh, the data. It, mm. it was just purely a decision based on fear mm. of getting needles. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair and enough. So, they hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know, half, it started. Oh, God, this is, you're going to. I love oh, this. You know I love okay. this. Yeah. Let's hear it. I I'm love okay you. Share. I love you whether you're okay. immunized or not, Joanne. Let's have it. <laughs> In my, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, whatever, my, my mum and dad separated. My mum actually moved to Indonesia. She was working on, uh, well, her then husband, now husband was working on a um, Australian gold mine at the time. So we were, I was going over with a girlfriend to see her and, you know, Australians go to Bali all the time. I was like, oh yeah, whatever, we go to Bali. But she's like really in Borneo, like they were really in the middle of nowhere on, yeah. on, on in, in, in Indonesia. So she said, you know, you should get some extra shots of you know hep a and b and whatever else i should get i was like okay so you know i'm i'm what 20 21 or whatever i go and in australia you just kind of go to the doctors you get your shots it's all medicare right so then you just go to the desk you sign a form and then you leave i i went and got is it hep a or b the one where you get one and then you have to get another one later i don't both, know which one that both, is both are like that both right two shots have these clearly so I walk in, get the shot. I was fine. Having a chat, stood up, walked out to reception, was signing my Medicare form. My eyes rolled the back of my head. I went white and I fainted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, ended up in hospital. And this is because they were ended up worried. in the hospital. Well, they were worried about, because I was living on my own. You hit so your they head didn't hard. Want, yeah, they didn't. And it was on a, like it was on a tile floor, right? Bang. And I felt fine. It was weird. I don't know if you've ever fainted, but yeah. It's kind of like your mind and I can hear shit and I'm like, what the heck is that? And then yeah, I yeah. like open my eyes. I'm like, you're on the floor. What are you on the floor? <laughs> okay, everybody look away. Everybody look away. <laughs> no, and I was like, what happened? They didn't want me to just be on my own. So, uh, I don't know, a couple of hours observation, I think I did. The funny thing is, this is before cell phones really, uh, you know, so all your young listeners can be like, what? what the heck did you do before cell phones? <laughs> so I'm in the hospital, but I'm supposed to meet my two girlfriends for dinner. Well, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't courageous enough to ask to use the phone at the time. But anyway, totally stood them up. I, I got I got checked out and uh, whatever, what is it called? Discharged a couple of hours yeah. later. I asked the hospital to leave my hospital tag on so oh, I could walk into dinner. evidence. Shopping. Anyway, so long story short, I never went back for a needle after that. Ah, so, so yes, I did go to Indonesia without having all my needles when, and then when I've had to like, you know, work in the healthcare system, you have to get tested for t mm. like, I've always had the little TB things and, but it's all been fine. I think I've just managed to get away with not having needles or maybe it's because <laughs> like, I think to become an, a Canadian citizen, I had to have a tetanus, right? So Sure. Is it a choice between becoming a Canadian citizen and getting a needle? Okay, I'll have a needle. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started in healthcare last year, I went to my supervisor. I said, Can, do we have to have a needle? And she said, well, you don't have to. We can't make you, however it is policy. And, um, and I was just so, I, I, I talked myself into so much fear. I, I really, I, 
I wanted to, but I just, I couldn't. And then I'm going, you're a 40 something year old woman, like you're in control of, you know, like it just made no rational sense. So this year I didn't tell anyone of my team, well, my team knew, right? Everyone else got the flu shot, <laughs> not me. Yeah. Um, but you know what it was, is actually there was one colleague who didn't get the flu shot last year and they had different reasons and I don't know what their reasons were, but I was, mine was just around fear. And anyway, they got sick really bad. Yeah. And they were off for two weeks and they were younger than me, fit, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh shit, okay, I really need to think about this. And uh, so I just went into employee health and I told, I just, I'm always honest. I'm like, this is really freaking me out. And she was awesome. And it was the best needle. Good. You know what I did? I gave blood. Um, the year before. And that was, that was one, like I was, I'm just trying to do things that help me get over that fear. So I guess I think blood. giving blood is way scarier than getting a needle. <laughs> that's, what, that's what someone The bigger said. needle, like, <laughs> the bigger needle. Let's start. Yeah. With that. So, yeah. so it was fine. So it's, it's not about, um, you know, anti-vaccinations <laughs> or whether it's only 30% or 50% or whatever. It yeah. was just a, a, a um, I don't know, what can I call it? A, a silly fear, an illogical fear of needles that I, I actually decided I would actually start to work through. Good for you. Because um, it's really not great to be willing to travel to places. Yeah, yeah you travel have... a lot. You travel a right? lot. Yeah, and what, what I usually run into is people who are, say, say thank you for telling that story. Yeah, it's yeah. an awesome story. <laughs> and I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're working on it because, yeah, I mean you're going to need needles. Right. Right. You know, yeah. throughout your life. And so, um, it's worth working through. I, uh, I usually run into people though that are sort of, um, anybody who's anti-vaxxer now, like yeah. five years ago, even it was different than it is now. Uh, because we've started to see some outbreaks and some rise in preventable diseases. Um, the movement has, has, you know, the, the vaccination movement has got more yeah. vocal and better at, I think, putting out, um, you know, education. But prior to that, we had almost like a complacency with vaccine preventable yeah. diseases. And, and there was a rise in the anti-vaccination movement and they were getting more airtime than pro-vaccine um, and science. And so uh, you had people out there that were saying, you know, I just don't believe in it. Yeah. Uh, without doing any research or I just, you know, I just, I just feel that it's not a good thing, yeah. you know, and, and almost can, and then bordering up, butting up against conspiracy theories, you know, um, and making decisions based just on their gut. And, and what I've, what I've dug into, cause I, I'm a very intuitive decision yes. maker. Yeah. Um, and, and I do go with my gut and sometimes I just have a feeling and, but what I've learned is that um, when you're making an important decision, <laughs> it's good to go with your gut after you've done your research. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. And agree. so what I, you know, and, and so what I, what I compare that to, I, I'm just getting a phone call. Just one second. Oh, yeah. um, I just have to text somebody. I have a call at one o'clock that I'm just going to one moment, please. Um, <laughs> Oh, are we taking too long? No, it's okay. Just one second. I knew that that was going to happen. Um, so what was I going to say? Shoot. What do you compare that to? 
Oh yeah. Is when I look at nurses, when I look at nursing and you look at a novice nurse, right. Compared to an expert practitioner, Uh, you know, this, this continuum. So you've got a, you've got an expert practitioner who can walk into a room and just take a glance at someone. I was never this, this nurse, by the way, but I knew nurses like this who could walk into a room, glance at someone and know immediately that that person was going to code crash, had a pulmonary embolus, you know, whatever. And if you had said to that nurse, how did you know? They'd say, I I don't know. I could just, I I just, it was my, my intuition, my gut. I just know. Yeah. And really what that is, is, you know, 30 years of, of assessment data that they are assimilating like that. Yes. So when they look at someone, they go click, 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 something wrong. And, and it is, it is almost yep. a sixth sense at that point, but yep. it comes from years and years and years of data behind it. Exactly. Um, it's not just, you know, you can't take, you know, a, a brand new nurse and put her in that situation. And she just is going to just sense it, you know, yeah. with her gut. <laughs> There's more to it than that. And so I, I like that way of getting my head around what is intuition and going with your gut. And it is okay to, to tap into, you know, after you've done all your research, what feels right. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. It's, but I do get frustrated with the other people who are, you know, and it's okay to change your mind. And now that I've had yes. my flu shot, I'm going to jump on the, well, who does this vaccine get made available to? <laughs> Right? Because yeah. don't you think now everyone's going to want this? Because it is a COVID is a form of, well, isn't it a stream it's, of a flu? It is. No, a, no, it's no, it's not. No, COVID virus is the strain of the virus. Is a COVID. Oh, so, COVID so is a common cold. For example, is a COVID. Ah. It's not a COVID, sorry. It's a coronavirus. Right, right. It's Corona. Right. COVID nineteen, I think, is the illness that you develop from the coronavirus. Right. I right. think that's right. I'm not even sure because I'm out of healthcare, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sure. quote no. me anymore because yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that's about. right. Shouldn't have gone down there. But we're going to have the same challenge. And I heard some, an expert say the other day, like they have to be very, they're not going to want to get a vaccine rushed out quickly because that's going to be fodder for the anti-vaxxers, right? If, if there's mm. negative, um, negative effects on humans and all that. Well, there will be. We just need to get it out there, honestly. Yeah. They can try it on me. Yeah. Test it out on me. I'm fine with that. Isn't that fascinating? But I use head, I like to use head, heart and gut yeah. in terms of decision-making, Maureen. And I don't know if that's, that's how I kind of often talk about, you know, what's your head, heart and then your gut saying, right? Because that's you a pretty good way to it, go at it. You have to take it all. And I never used my, like I always use my head, right? As a T, I was always just using my head. Wow. Too bad if people are sad about it. Like I'm not here to make them happy, you know, like, yeah. But, but now it's like, then I used to say, okay, head and heart. And then with the neuroscience and all that, they're finding all these new, down in your gut too. So then I'm like, okay, so how do we balance the head, heart and gut? And sometimes you have to use the head more than the heart. Sometimes you, you know, have to use the gut more. And that's the challenge of leadership, isn't it? I'm going to keep adding body parts into this. I think yeah. this is great. <laughs> I think we could get really raunchy with this one. This Our is great. I'm going to use my, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh I love what you're God. saying, actually. And if, in fact, uh, I do need to end this one. Yes. But let's do a part two, please. I know. And let's do it soon because I have a 
bajillion questions for you. <laughs> it's so much fun. Well, yeah. you just send me your calendar again and I'll, because this is actually quite cathartic for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank it's you. It's nice to be able to check in with like-minded people, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and have a bit of a good laugh. So, so yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to connect and uh, send people your way because you're amazing. So I hope Thank you. whatever, whatever you're offering, I'm sure whatever you're offering your clients right now is uh, amazing. And I'd be interested to see how you start pivoting, right? Yeah. Well, something's going to change. Yeah. Things are yeah. changing. Um, yeah. I've started a podcast and a YouTube yeah. channel, so we'll see yeah. where we go from there. But yeah. thank you very, All very right. much. Okay. We'll, we'll talk, talk soon. soon. Thanks, okay. Maureen. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Maureen Towns, the founder of Maureen Towns Consulting. We support families who are experiencing disruptive mental health and addictions issues, and we help them go from chaos to calm. My work is based on my 25 years plus as a nurse working in both public and private healthcare, my education and facilitation in leadership development, as well as my experience in supporting my own family through mental health and addictions issues. You can read all about that experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly in the upcoming book, Broken Open. You can find me at maureentowns.com. Please don't hesitate to reach out. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it and share widely. I really, really appreciate that. Friends, take care of yourselves. XO.